Welcome to Texans Talk. I'm Josh McSwain here with my co-host AJ Torres. Obviously, we have reached a nadir of news in terms of NFL in general. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane and we're both going to give two very underrecognized Texans players. So my first underrecognized Texans player is Kevin Walter. A lot of people forget about him. Obviously, Nuke and Andre Johnson get a lot of the focus when talking about Texans receivers, but this guy was pretty good. He joined the team in 2006, and he was here through 2012. In his seven years as a Texan, he caught 24 touchdowns, averaged 12.5 yards a catch, overall had 326 receptions. He had a career high, 899 receiving yards in 2007, set a career high with eight touchdowns. So looking at it, he certainly helped quite a bit when the with those prolific Matt Schaub offenses. <clears throat> Just injuries kind of derailed his career and at 31 was his last year in the league back in 2012. Did manage to go to a few playoff games with the Texans. Ended up beating his former team, the Bengals, a couple of times in 2011, 2012. And if you look at the all-time receiving numbers, Walter is fourth in franchise history in receiving yards with 4,083. So that's my first choice for very underappreciated Texans. What do you got, AJ? Well, it's uh, interesting because there, maybe there's not some that are just not unrecognized, but then there's some not appreciated enough. What about somebody that was around since 2005 and since 2006? Well, in 2006 onward, he was in every single game played, but in 2007, started every single game of the season up until 2014 when he retired. We have, well, let's see. He was a guard, moved to center, was traded from the Broncos to the Texans, still around the expansion era. But if you think about it, 112 games at the center position, mm -hmm. all consistent, and his name is Chris Myers. Definitely. Not a name that everyone thinks of. But there is two Pro Bowls in there of 2011 and 2012. And again, it's one of those positions where you really don't notice it until there's like a bad snap. That's really True. it. True. It's an easy position to take for granted. Absolutely. And for my second choice, this is kind of a tough one because there's a few different directions that I could go with this. 
But I think I'm going to give my second choice to D'Amico Ryans. Ooh. He started out with the Texans in 2006. That year, as a rookie, he had 126 solo tackles, which was tops in the NFL or very close to it, if not. He had 156 total tackles, 13 for loss, and nine quarterback hits. He followed it up in 2007 with another very good campaign. He made the Pro Bowl that year with 127 total tackles. His first four seasons, he had over 100 total tackles every year, made the Pro Bowl a couple of times, but in 2010, he was limited to just six games. He came back in 2011, started all 16, but that was the end of his tenure in Houston. He was out after six seasons and finished the rest of his career in Philadelphia. But if you look at the overall franchise leaders in terms of tackles, he is right up there with the most of them. He is just ahead of Kareem Jackson in solo tackles, leading the franchise with 479. If you look at tackles for loss, he is fifth on the list in franchise history, trailing Jadevian Clowney, Mario Williams, Whitney Merciless, and that one other guy. What's his name? You know, the guy who did all the commercials, wagged his finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know uh. who was leading the top of franchise history and tackles for loss. Yep. Yeah, those are my two choices of underappreciated Texans, Walter and Ryan's. All right. Now, I actually had a couple of things going. Now, one guy played for a long time. Uh, There was two Pro Bowls in here. But then there's another one where if you look at it in today's game where the running back, it's not so much of a priority as it was back in the early to mid-2000s. But, you know, if you had a running back, In this generation of football, the late 2010s and now the early 2020s, in three years, if he had over 4,400 scrimmage yards, you would think, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. How about a name, and you brought this to my attention, Dominic Williams. So when you're 5'9 and 216, you're thinking to yourself, eh, whatever. But then you look at the numbers. 2003, 1,000 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. Receiving, 47 catches for 351 yards. Rushed for, for three years in the, for the Texans or, organization. Just under 3,200 rush yards, 23 touchdowns rushing. As far as receiving goes, 
1,276 yards and five touchdowns. And during an era where there's a guy named David Carr behind center, you really don't think of it too much. You think about him being sacked. You don't think about the running back. You don't think about the wide receiver outside Andre. There's some of the names that slipped through the cracks. And this guy, well, this guy was quietly the man. But in a generation where running backs were very key factors to every single team, not so much recognition. If you put up those numbers in this generation, you're a pro bowler. Back then, no, it was just how it is. Yeah, it's true. A couple of other names I thought of that could be mentioned along those same lines, Chester Pitts, who was one of the few bright spots among all those very early offensive lines, and another guy that might have been a case more of what if than anything else was Connor Barwin, his second season, he had 11 and a half sacks. He was really looking like he could be a franchise cornerstone, but obviously left for Philadelphia after that. He had 14 and a half sacks one year for the Eagles. Just maybe people don't remember how good he was, but yeah, for those few years. He really looked like he could have been something the Texans could have built around, but yeah, you always think, what if he'd stayed? If only, if only. It's true. So yeah, that just about wraps it up for our thoughts on underrecognized, underappreciated Texans players. Any final thoughts? I think that's it. Goodbye me. All right, so there you have it. On behalf of A.J. Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.